What's going on? This is Uncle Hokage, your Otaku uncle. And uh, I'm going for another walk. So full disclosure, I don't even know why this is not a hidden fact. Uh, I got to get a new battery for my camera. Because as some of you know, if you've seen my IG page where I've been posting up the videos and I've been posting up the images. That is the loudest Hyundai Tiburon I've ever heard in my life. Um, I've been posting up videos, I've been posting up images because I, in addition to the anime stuff, I've got a uh, boutique that I'm putting together. And for the boutique, well, you need a catalog. And for the catalog, you need models. Models to kind of display and show exactly what the clothing looked like, what the uh, bits and pieces looked like. Plus, I've always kind of been a fan of being on the more artistic side, so I enjoy taking the photos anyway. The point of me saying that is, I'm, uh, I'm kind of on my way now to... Uh, get a second battery for my camera and to get another memory card because I have to take some pictures tomorrow and I want to make sure I can kind of keep going continually. Two, part of my goal for the year um, is to get more sunshine. It's not even my goal for the year. It's almost like an ongoing continuous goal of self-improvement where some of it's mental some of it's physical and some of it is just like health so one of the issues that a lot of us have is that we just don't get enough vitamin d especially when you get to be your uncle hokage's age and you uh, spend a lot of time working in an office you spend hours and hours and hours under those kind of like white halogen lights and in reality, those lights are just not good for you. They kind of uh, imitate daylight, but they take out all of the warmth. So it's just very bright and cold. And as a result, you just kind of get drained a little bit. And even opening a window, it kind of helps, but it doesn't fully help. So whole point of me saying that is I'm going for a walk so if you hear all this ambient noise kids playing those loud ass cars whatever whatever that's because I'm outside I'm heading over to Best Buy I should be there in another three four minutes but uh I'll keep talking as long as I can I'll break this one up into segments which thankfully the anchor podcast kind of allows me to do so I hope you guys kind of enjoy what we've been doing so far I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast stuff with the video stuff with the YouTube stuff uh, I this is not my first rodeo as I say I used to have a podcast way back when when I thought I wanted to do one about writing um, I had one that was you can even see some episodes about it it's called like otaku beef where we were just talking I was talking about anything I could think of but for some reason didn't flow as naturally because on the anchor app it could only do five minutes so just when you kind of got going you had to start stop start stop start stop that's not really the case anymore 
now I can just kind of like go through all the way do what I need to do and uh, everything is all super gravy eggs and potatoes <laughs> eggs and potatoes <laughs> or whatever saying you want to say so what the hell is going on with me in regards to this anime stuff now and you know what's funny as I'm walking I'm realizing there is a lot of random loud noises that just kind of come out of nowhere like out of nowhere and it's almost like crazy it's almost bizarre how many there are there's the car wash that's behind me it's roaring there was that one Hyundai Tiburon where they took the muffler off so it was like unnecessarily loudly loud um, just noises just noise 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 normally you hear a car pass like this one you know you get a little noise but it's not crazy loud or anything but some of this stuff it's kind of wild man so um i want to kind of talk about streaming services when it comes to anime some of the ones that exist some of the ones i've used um ways in which i thought they were cool and how i'm kind of always looking for something new how i wish they would be because that's kind of the that's kind of the crux right so anime has always been like a real niche genre super niche environment very very you know like not it's not everybody's cup of tea but it's popular enough that there's an audience but it's a very kind of specific audience right so the first streaming service I ever like experienced was back when I was living in California for a couple of years and it was probably like two, 2005 now because of the nature of the beast I think there were like an independent trying to be the first official like anime service like that that existed so what you would have to do is you would subscribe to their service and they had a list of a certain amount of dubbed anime that you could watch now what was weird about it is because they were so independent they didn't quite have the appropriate business model where I remember I had some technical supports because I was I was literally doing it because I was like I didn't realize at the time um, that when you go to like the scanlation sites and stuff that you're kind of taking money out of the creators pockets I didn't even think about that you know I was just a kid um, but I was like you know I'm making a little money not like crazy money but enough so I can afford to stream I um, mean this is back when it was really cheap so I was like well what can I find so I looked up a streaming service I found one I paid like six bucks a month and I could actually watch all this dubbed anime now this is of course after the fact that I had gotten um, what do you call it used to watching subtitles and going this is almost felt like a step backwards so every single one wasn't the best to watch however that being said there were quite a few that the dub was kind of cool so I watched Tensho uh, Tenge which was pretty fly 
um, introduced me to Bob Makihara, one of the coolest black anime characters ever created. He had dreads. He, um, I think he did capoeira, but he may have just breakdanced. But he was just cool as hell. So I watched all of that. And one of the things that happened is when I had one day where one of the episodes it just like wouldn't let me in or it wouldn't play or something wrong with my password. So I reached out to tech support and I was like, hey, I'm trying to watch this show. I can't watch it, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, we'll get it fixed. And they're like, I, I would never pay for dubbed anime streaming. Dub is terrible. I'd never pay for this. And I'm like, don't you work for the company? So it wasn't really, there wasn't, they didn't have the right people. They hired some people without infrastructure. And as a result, you had people who were putting a bad face on the company or I guess the independent website it couldn't have been a company but they had maybe they were mods or something they're just working for free something so after that um, I think what myself like a lot of people did is we just kind of went back to the different torrent sites whatever was popular whatever was popping at the time we go to the torrent site you download it and that would kind of be that and that's how I watched for a long time so I watched a bunch more after that factor torrenting because um, you know we weren't getting the latest stuff there was no simulcast yet it was all this is what's out this has been translated and you want to only view what has been officially sent out and licensed and stuff but there's all this extra additional stuff that had been uh, released, like in Japan, and we had access to it. We just weren't supposed to have access, but still, it's hard to hold back and be like, oh, I'm going to wait for chapter 20, because that's as far as we are. When you know, officially, out on the other sites, they were on chapter, like, 70, or episode 70 if it was a show or whatever so that was kind of like the first hurdle when it came to that stuff was the sites didn't appear but then one day there was a slow aggregate site that kind of popped up around 07 uh, maybe even before called Crunchyroll which started as just a place to talk and then expanded into so much more. So fast forward a little bit, just a little, cause, hold on guys, hold on. All right, cool, I had to put my receipt in my pocket, so boom. So everybody who is kind of a fan now, now we know kind of what Crunchyroll is, what Crunchyroll does. And in addition to that, we've gotten used to it. You mentioned Crunchyroll, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They stream. They stream, that's what they do. They stream, and I get my shows, and everything is beautiful. But at first, it just so happened that Crunchyroll found a way to get the people's attention. 
they were able to provide the service in the way that made people want to go because you could tell when i first went there i'd probably been to several dozen uh anime sites where they had forums and then they had people giving tips on where to get the best anime and oh here's what the show that i bought and people talking and then some other smaller things would opened up and you'd have smaller you'd have uh, smaller interest groups within this already small interest groups i remember the combos about um comic books on the naruto forum and the naruto forum was the big one for a long time um until it wasn't or until i left and then it changed it didn't end up being like superhero hype which was huge for all things uh, geekdom but as far as anime went this thing called crunchyroll sprung up and i gotta tell you it was cool man i really liked it it was it was fun to see a site where you could tell that the people who created it were fans like they were they weren't just doing it to be like here's a need i will now build a website that fits that need they were bidding and adding things that you know you didn't really think of i mean it had individual blogs in it and i was writing one i think almost everybody was you're writing your little individual blog and you know even though it's on the big Crunchyroll site, you're like, you type these long, important posts about this is why this character doesn't deserve the harm that he gets. This is why this character will never defeat Sasuke or whatever the hell you were talking about. And it was cool, man. It was cool. It was fun. It was one of those experiences that you kind of got to experience when you experience it. And, you know, I was just straight love. So, I actually met a couple of friends, just internet friends on Crunchyroll, where, hey, we had the same interests. Hey, we keep talking in the same like locations about the same stuff. And so now we are friends. And this was probably just around the time where having friends from the internet started to become cool. And this is when smartphones were just transitioning to being kind of owned by everybody they were just transitioning to being no longer these nokias and no longer these cheap crap um brick phones that had snake on them they started to become uh, a standard so the freaking um internet what, uh, when it comes to anime was now really becoming a connector because that was what Neil Gaiman said the beautiful part of the internet is that you are not alone you are not isolated and what I mean by you are not alone is say you're somebody who lives in a very small town in a very rural area where there's not much uh, diversity in terms of thinking not people but thinking so you're out tossing hay, baling hay, shucking corn during the day. And then at night you go home and you're putting on Rurouni Kenshin. You're looking around, there's nobody else around you who, who uh, is watching Rurouni Kenshin. And you can't go to the anime conventions because, oh, 
I'm in Iowa and the anime conventions are in Houston, uh, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, big cities. Though I did see this one really cool thing when, when I was a kid where uh, my cousin, who really is the one who got me into anime, uh, may she, long may she reign, um, we were reading a magazine and I think it was Anim, I, I can't remember if it was An America or not. I think it was An America because that was the big one that all the fans read for their news, right? So we were reading it and we saw a group of kids who were probably, maybe they were almost in college or out of college or something. They were young though, I remember that. They weren't, they weren't that much older than us. They kind of all somehow met up and then they had a Ranma one half gathering slash sleepover slash party. And they weren't from the same area. They didn't really know each other except through anime. Maybe they met at the, the cons and the conventions before they blew up and became a little bit more mainstream. But they posted pictures of how they dressed like the characters and they played games like the characters and they cooked food from like the shows and we thought it was the coolest thing ever and it was because that was the first time we ever actually saw uh, cosplay before I knew what it was before it had a label that was the first time I had ever seen it so I'm seeing something that I had never seen before ever I'm seeing something I never even thought of and that was only possible because of somehow finding each other so when you think about that and then you think about huh if there's one thing that the internet is really good at it's really good at allowing people with similar interests to interests to come together so for someone like myself who had a couple of friends who really only one of them was really into anime the way I was and that was only because he was into comics, so it's like we shared uh, genres. I would give him anime stuff, he would give me comic books, and we just had a great time. He took me to a comic book convention once. You know, I didn't take him to an anime convention because I didn't know this existed yet, but this is high school. And other than that, it was just my cousins and my family and stuff. Then I'm realizing, oh, there's other people who like the same stuff that I like. So, in addition to the anime conventions, there was um, internet forums, that's what I mean. That was how those internet forums and stuff like that actually got onto the radar of somebody like myself, is that you start to realize, oh, I'm not alone. And isn't that a wonderful feeling? And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. That's why I feel like there are so many characters like Naruto and a lot of the a lot of the harem protagonists they're very isolated losery types but not too losery like they have a little bit of a loser quality like um Kuro, Kurono K he's kind of a loser he's kind of run of the mill 
but when he really tries and he really puts his effort into it he's the best of all of them there's a lot of that because there's a lot of sentiment and feelings of feeling like a loser and feeling isolated and feeling like you don't belong so these forums were just a godsend and um, in addition to the Naruto forum um, and a couple others and superhero hype and a few more I'm telling you Crunchyroll probably was the best because it wasn't just a forum it wasn't just about the talking it was about the community and what does the community want access to anime and manga discussion about the anime and manga and very recent frequent updates about what's airing now 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 in Japan and oh we can watch it now oh did you know that not only can you download the animated shows but you can watch the live action shows too I can't tell you how many dramas I watched just because I was part of that community not even just genres like uh, dramas based based on shows because and I did watch some dramas based on shows uh, even though I had watched a bunch of GTO I watched the uh, the drama for GTO the dramatization I watched No Dame Cantible the one about the, um, the pianist girl the two pianists I never watched the anime I watched the drama the live-action drama I watched the live-action drama for Honey and Clover, even though Honey and Clover had already seen it, the anime, and it's one of my favorite animes of all time. It was just this whole new world. There was someone who was running an anime site who isn't a fan, wouldn't understand the connection. Why would I point them towards this stuff? We're about anime. But they weren't seeing the correlation between the Japanese drama and the anime fans. It's because the otaku, like myself, beyond just the shows we were about the culture it's the culture that drives us that intrigues us that pushes us to seek and find and try new things we liked the different we liked for whatever reason the the the, the temperament and the sentimentality of Japanese programming we liked it still do I still do so, I mean, it's one of those things when I finally did go to Japan um, many years later, a decade after being on Crunchyroll for the first time, the culture tickled me <laughs> to no end. It, 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 I, I, I loved it. I had the best time. I was intrigued. I was involved. And I knew what I wanted to see. And I got to see quite a bit of it. I got to make Okonomiyaki at a table the way Ukyo made it on Rama one half I got to visit a shrine the way characters often did when they had the moments of oh this is the shrine episode they go to pray and wish for luck and if my luck had been bad I could have tied it on a tree I got to visit a Buddhist temple I got to go to the beach and have a beach episode of my own and snorkel amongst fish and feed them little hot dog things I got to be inside the literal culture and it really makes you understand being so far away from the United States 
how these type of things happen how does this one country and community develop a culture that is so different from our own how are they doing that why is the culture so different from our own why is their culture so random seemingly why is what's important to them not important to us and vice versa like it would be like the little things right so we were eating at a restaurant out there and the restaurant kind of reminded me a little bit of a barnes and nobles but it wasn't a barnes and nobles it just happened to have some uh that vibe but they did have some books some magazines some notepads you could buy on one side and the other side was like a little cafe so at the cafe what you could do is you could order typical stuff sandwich soup desserts and it's great because everything in japan tastes amazing and i'm not joking it tastes the food is better over there it tastes better because it's natural there's no artificial nonsense the government actually regulates that they only get real ingredients that's why the stuff that makes it over here we're just blown away because they don't put the additives and the preservatives and any of that crap to just expand the dollar and they don't have as many of the big overweight citizens partly because of that that regulation the government regulation but also partly because of the culture there's a culture it's a culture of community it's a culture of um of of uh deferment so you know how the joke over here in the states is oh if you get an asian driver that they're not a good driver they drive slow blah 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 blah. it's because over there you're not the goal of driving is to make it and of nice safe timely manner the goal is not to be the first one to make it so if somebody is trying to turn into the street they don't speed up to not let them in if someone has their blinker on they slow down to let them in if somebody stops and waits one of our friends told us who was living out in okinawa he said he saw somebody because they were they have vending machines everywhere and the vending machines are awesome and the the drinks are awesome so the vending machines are on the side of the streets so he was on this two-lane street passing kind of through these fields in this kind of empty area and passing through these fields in this empty area and a car stopped on the side got out of his car and went to the vending machine now even though he kind of pulled a little bit to the side he's still blocking the street so what happened when other cars drove up out of nowhere they just waited (laughs) they just kind of sat there patiently waited he got his drinks maybe they thought whatever they thought maybe they were mad inside their head but they didn't say anything he got his drinks he got in his car drove off and then the traffic continued no yelling no honking no zooming around him none of that it's very different if they if you're in a mall and there are escalators you are supposed to stand to the left in case anybody who's in a hurry can go to the right 
and walk faster than you. So there's space for them. And it's not like, hey, a suggested rule. It's almost like a cultural rule. Everybody does it. And when someone doesn't do it, they're like, what are you doing? If you're blocking an aisle, workers will come by and be like, hey, please move the aisle. And, you know, so forth and so on. Like, it is a very fascinating thing. And so, obviously, because the U.S. and the West is very me-first in a lot of ways, the culture is different. So what if your temperament naturally isn't like that? What if your temperament naturally is not to be oh I'm a um, me first go 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 because we reward it over here the first person to get there we don't care how they got there we celebrate them for the most part and then when they're at the top we want to bring them down we don't revere them over there it's not like that at all it's a quieter culture there's no loud talking and noises on the buses and trains it's a clean culture. Everywhere outside is kind of orderly and kind of neat. And people don't throw trash on the ground. They don't litter. And it translates into the anime. And the people who kind of like a little bit of order and respect and a little bit quiet-natured probably are going to be attracted to that type of culture. So... Feeling that energy translate into the Crunchyroll website, you can tell that they're otaku. You can tell that that's who they are uh, naturally. There is a reverence and a respect for the actual culture of uh, the otaku culture, the Japanese culture. And it's pretty damn cool. Um, Past that, things started to get a little bit wilder when Crunchyroll got kind of more immediate. So Crunchyroll would, uh, I I had gone to Akon one year in Dallas. This is when it was in Dallas before it moved to Fort Worth and then now it moved kind of back to Dallas. Um, But there was a Crunchyroll booth set up and they were just live streaming the show. So now everyone wasn't just downloading stuff, you could live stream and Crunchyroll went mainstream. They worked with the companies. Uh, They set up licensing deals and they became a network. Crunchyroll is basically HBO for anime. Or maybe it's more Showtime or whatever because they have more episodes and more shows. But that's basically what it is. They go and find it. It's legal. You pay your subscription and then you're there. Boom, you have anime. And that was the dream. And we're living it every day. And... I don't know if we have simulcast manga. I may just be out of the loop or behind the times. But that's kind of what I want. So, in relation to that, in relation to VRV, um, which now kind of it feeds through. And then now Kiss Anime, my buddies were telling me about. I had never really watched it. But apparently the new site is kissanime.ru. Kiss Anime was down. And apparently it was a good streaming site. And now the new one is .ru. I don't know what RU means. I don't know if that's like a specific country. I don't even know if this is a paid one. Because you know how on Crunchyroll you can watch anime but with ads? On this one, I don't think that there are ads. 
So it may be kind of scanlation-y, so I'm not really sure. So be cautious with this website. But it's this, the fact that we're get, things are getting just like 0.01% better. That means we've arrived. And now we're on Netflix, which is really freaking cool because now we're going to start to get the actual real good stuff. The money's coming. They, they, they know there's an audience that's built in. They know that people are watching Neon Genesis Evangelion like myself. And they're going to see that once they put something good like Daredevil good, a show like Daredevil, a movie like Iron Man, we're going to take over. And I'm going to be there first row watching because I cannot wait. They announced the Cowboy Bebop live action. And I think John Cho is starring as Spike. And if they can just get the vibe right, if they can get the tone right, if they can find a way to make it really work, I'm thrilled. I cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. So... Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about other kind of unregulated methods for for streaming, like some different things that people have figured out. Um, so yeah, let's kind of get into that next, and I hope I remember when I come do this next segment. In 2015... I found myself wishing I had a VCR. I believe I was laying in bed, flipping through the internet, probably on my iPad, wishing, wondering, kind of hoping that I could just stumble upon some VCR for sale, maybe on Craigslist, so that I could watch my Rama one-half tapes. Um, Rama One Half was one of my. It's, it's the first anime that. It's the anime that got me into anime. It's the very first thing that made me see the world differently, and I couldn't watch it. But not for the reason I thought. My problem wasn't that I didn't have a VCR. My problem was that I wasn't using my brain. I wasn't realizing the world that we were living in. And I had forgotten. I had forgotten how incredible the internet is. For somebody like me of my age, for your uncle Hokage you probably don't understand when I was growing up you couldn't just turn on your computer and have anime to view you didn't have a computer that was capable of streaming anything you didn't really have we didn't really have the internet technology the internet was 56k it was slow Uh, Prior to that, it wasn't anything but a whisper on Al Gore's lips. And now, all of a sudden, it's everywhere, but you don't connect the dots from past to present. And that's when I realized I could watch Rum One Half wherever I wanted. 
Now, this is before they put it on Hulu. And if you haven't watched it, I really recommend watching Ranma One Half on Hulu. Watch uh, everything if you want, but I watched it dubbed. And so I'm kind of really connected to the voice actors of this show. Um, especially the original voice actor for Ranma. The first three to four seasons, plus the OVAs and the movies, was one voice actress who played Ranma. And the um, after that, they switched it to another voice actor. So his voice changed, it got different, it felt weird, and it kind of bumped me and threw me off to the point where I was like, uh, I just stopped, kind of stopped watching. Um... But it's fine because I did I did end up watching some of its subtitle and everything was okay. But to solve my dilemma and I guess to put a pin on what I was stating is that I wanted to watch Rama one half and I felt I couldn't. I'm like I don't have a VCR, but what I did have was YouTube, which is basically the VCR of the world. YouTube is the streaming service for anime that you should utilize to watch the classics. Now, I'm sure many of you already do. But for those that don't, for those that only watch on Crunchyroll and only download the high-quality 4K, HD, whatever, whatever, man... You haven't lived in the past enough. Watching that old anime on YouTube, those dubbed or whatever, you really feel almost transported to another world. It's really cool. All the stuff that we were craving and desperate for back in the day, being able to watch the sequential episodes and again and again and again, rewind, pause, stop pausing the episodes so we could draw fan art of our favorite scenes and stuff like that I mean you can find it you can find it, some of it on Hulu some of it, but there's a lot of classic stuff on YouTube it's the streaming service for anime that wasn't expected Um, and actually I found a lot of uh, really good gems on there, you can watch most of Rama 1 half there's quite a bit of it you can watch Maison Ikoku. You can watch uh, Project Echo. Um, here is Greenwood. A lot of the anime that I kind of grew up on. And, and to be frank, YouTube saved my One Piece life. Taking things back to 2005 or 2004... When I really started watching the One Piece anime, uh, I was living in Arkansas and <laughs> I had a one bedroom apartment. And this was my first real apartment. One bedroom apartment, I had a girlfriend, and um, I was just watching everything. I was going ham on every little bit of anime I could kind of like find. And then One Piece was the one that took me away. So. I don't even remember where I was watching the episodes originally, but I know it was like an unofficial site or I was downloading them. So it was like HD, high class, uh, great subtitles, whatever. And I was just watching, 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 and it was fantastic until I got to the Arabasta arc. Um, And all of a sudden, 
I couldn't find the episodes. Now, nowadays, One Piece is everywhere. It's on Hulu. It's on um, uh, Crunchyroll, VRV, Kiss Anime. One Piece is a staple. I mean, I, I buy a new shirt and there's a copy of like the first 200 episodes of One Piece like in the pocket. Like One Piece, <laughs> you can't even turn around without like stumbling upon a piece of One Piece. But during this time, it wasn't. So I wasn't a part of a fan sub. I wasn't a part of any like groups. I didn't really know. But when I just kind of searched in YouTube, all of a sudden I realized someone had actually uploaded half of each episode. They Well, not half. They'd uploaded the episode in each episode in two parts. So it would be like episode 57, part one, episode 57, part two. And some of it was grainy and some of it was just bad quality but it was fun because it was a treasure trove you had to seek it out you had to find it you um you were kind of like in the know and it was just it was just a fun time i love those times so when i was sitting on my bed back in 2015 and i was just like man i really want to watch rama one half and i sat and i sold like an idiot for a long time until one day i just typed it in on youtube and boom and I think many of you guys should do the same. Give it a shot. It's not just for the uh, opening or the ending theme songs, though that is the best place to, to watch them, but there's some good stuff. Now, obviously, the new newer shows are probably not going to be there because, you know, licensing rights and stuff like that. But some of the older ones, you know, you can find old episodes of um, old cartoons and you used to be able to find all of the fresh prints and so forth and so on. But these days, there's still plenty of uh, wells that they haven't really tapped. There's still plenty of uh, shows that you can actually, you know, kind of enjoy. And there's actually some shows I really want to go and see if there are on YouTube. Because I think what I'm going to do next, just for myself, is... When I okay, when I was young and I would go to like Sunco, is that what it was called? Suncoast Video. It was a whole video store, which it, for me it was like this amazing place. And I would save up my little twenty dollars, and when I could get a new DVD, new anime DVD, it was the greatest moment. I'd go home and I'd watch it, and I'd be thrilled, and I was into it, and then it was over, and then I would go back and I'd watch the episodes again and I'd watch them again and again and then you know you'd just be invested in the characters um, more so than the journey because you knew those little moments I know the certain moments from certain shows so well because I've watched them so many times but you know we all do that when we're kids all of us we can't we can't help it we want to see it again and then when we get it to be adults we we lose a little bit of that brightness in our eyes but it's still there, in my opinion. But that's really not what I was trying to get at. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is... What I'm trying to get at is that I'm going to make a list of all of the old shows that when I was walking into that video store and I wondered what they were about, 
I'm going to make a list and I'm going to watch at least the first two episodes and see which ones draw me in. The ones that draw me in, I'll tell you guys about. The ones that draw me in, I'll watch as much as I possibly can in my in my time frame. And I want to just have this almost like 15-year-old Uncle Hotaku renaissance where I can just sit and I can eat my uh, whatever snack and drink my cream soda or my blue cream soda or whatever nonsense I was eating and drinking when I was a kid and you know just kind of have some fun because I feel like I don't appreciate it as much as I used to I certainly don't watch as much as I used to a lot of it's for time reasons you know I, I do have I do have a job that takes up a lot of time and I do love the job and I also do a lot of this stuff, the podcasting, the YouTubing, uh, the Instagramming, the, and then I'm working on the collection as well. So it's like, boom, I might watch a couple of episodes a day at night when I'm done. And then I, or, I'll t- or, or on the weekend, I might just say, okay, you're only working this much and you're going to watch. But I bet you I could watch more. That being said... I do plan on watching quite a bit because there's so many shows. I can even rattle some of them off. And some of them I've read some of the manga. Um, Like my cousin had Those Who Hunt Elves, which is a really wild series where uh, it it has like uh, magical powers, a guy who turns into uh, a giant beast, a dominatrix, like all kinds of crazy nonsense. And... It's it's really, really, really crazy, but I don't think I've ever seen the anime. I definitely want to see more of Slayers, because that one was really funny. Uh, I remember laughing at that one quite quite a bit. And um, we watched the dub, so what was funny to us is that the guy who plays one of the main characters also plays Brock from Pokemon. Um, what other... What other Shows that I kind of see on the shelves, but I never really watched. Uh, I don't know. There's there's so many, and I feel like if I had my computer in front of me, I didn't tell you what, what guys what I'm doing right now, and I I usually try to because I like things to be kind of real in the moment, uh, taking you along with me and while I'm walking around thinking about anime and stuff while doing mundane stuff, uh, you know that that's real. That's what we kind of all do when you're kind of like in, in, drenched in the culture and entranced by what, what could possibly happen next. You're going to the grocery store and stuff and you're thinking of anime. But I'm actually going, I'm actually going to uh, the outlet mall because I have to get some, uh, some a pair of slacks. And I like the ones at Perry Ellis. They fit me pretty good because I'm really tall. I'm about six foot six. So um, polo brand really fits me well. And then as far as slacks, Perry Ellis has just nice suits. So the ones from the outlets tend to be of really good quality for an actual reasonable price. Uh, until I can make the that serious coinage. Now, um, I'm going to make that list and kind of compile it and put it together and see what shows do I feel like I missed out on because there's quite a few 
there were some where I was like, oh man, I really wish I could watch everything. Like, I don't think I've seen any of Bubblegum Crisis, the old one or the new one. I've never seen any Dirty Pair. Um, I don't think I've seen Bean Bandit. But I used to have gunsmith cats, which I probably shouldn't have because those were more adult-oriented. A lot of violence, a lot of sex, a lot of... It was like a rated R movie, basically. And I'm like 14, like, oh, man, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, everyone is, like, fighting and meanwhile getting killed and getting, like, limbs blown off. And, you know, it was just wild. Um, Pretty good. Kind of weird. But pretty good. There's a couple of things in that manga where it makes me kind of question the sentiment and what people put up with in animes and stuff, but only a few things. This is probably for a topic for another day because it's such a weird, fascinating, interesting thing within the community, but that's neither here nor there. There's just so many. Um, Let me see if I can think of any other weird streaming services. Venmo used to have some stuff if you were looking for just an uh, obscure thing. It was like the backup... YouTube. I don't really know if it's used for that anymore. I feel like Venmo now is more for self-creative uh, or creator-control content. Something else is going to pop up that's probably going to take YouTube's place because it's getting more and more and more corporate. When previously it was almost like this undiscovered land, but when the corporations come in after the pioneers discover something, they standardize and expunge the wild behavior even though it was the wild behavior that found the frontier in the first place and that's with every single industry so when I see that and then I see that a little bit on Reddit too where it's a little bit of kids gloves and some of the uh, some of the conversation gets a little bit a little bit negative a little bit we're only going to focus on things that aren't that, that I don't like as opposed to all this amazing stuff that's in front of us all the time I'm like oh it's too bad but something else is going to pop up and take its place because that's just kind of how the internet works people need a place where they can indulge they need like a little place where they can be like yo I am here to uh, talk this anime talk you know I'm here to to, to just debate and talk things through and be combative and all that good stuff and that's kind of what YouTube is missing it's either it's either feast or famine um, and um, at the same time it's beautiful so it's that weird dichotomy but you know that's really not really what I want to talk about I mean, it's just these other streaming services. I don't know. I just feel like something is going to come along and take its place. Maybe someone's going to find a way to do something in the phone or we're going to deliver content in ways that we didn't think of. What I really think is going to happen, though, is that there's going to be some way that the average person is going to be able to participate in anime in some fashion. And I don't know if they're going to make a, a... uh, an easy dub or something like that or an easy sub where you can go in and you can sub and make stuff how you need to be and things like that or if they're going to be like easy animator where you just move things around and you can animate your own content or an anime generator or something something's going to happen to where the it's going to become consumer controlled content 
consumer created content that in ways it never was able to be because you actually have to have the capabilities to animate it. But the beautiful thing about new technology is that complicated things become democratized. And when that happens, it opens up the doors for even more creativity and even more um, abilities and, and ways to kind of um, generate uh, things that have uh, historically been uh, owned and uh, owned and managed by other like only like corporations. So I'm not sure exactly what that would look like. And I'm really not sure what that would entail. However, I think that the, the, the time is almost nigh. The time is almost now for the newness to appear for the 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 boldness to show up and for the interactivity is going to be the changing factor the way we can do it with video because it's just oh, turn the video on and we move but what if we could do it with animation what if we could really truly kind of control what we see with 2D like and it's not hard to learn or hard to do that's pie in the sky especially for someone like me who just deep down wants to be a part of an anime team wants to be a part of the creative process wants to make maybe his own anime write the stories whatever but unless you have the infrastructure it's hard but what if it didn't have to be So I wanted to make sure that uh, I threw out a reminder for you guys. Obviously, I want to thank you for listening to Uncle Hokage's anime podcast. Uh, I'm having a great time just kind of going out and existing. Um, I'm going to be getting into some stuff coming up soon in August. I'm going to be at Anime Austin. And I'm going to be walking around recording videos, recording... Uh, maybe getting some video uh, footage with some different people. Maybe recording some podcast information with some people. But really kind of going out and just kind of having some fun out at uh, Anime Austin. That's going to be awesome. Um, and uh, I'm going to keep putting up uh, the different things. But what I, what I really want to say is... Uh, do me a favor. If you like the channel, if you like the podcast at all... Uh, I'm trying to trying to make these lengthier because I know how I listen to podcasts. Is I just wanna, I just wanna zoom into something that just kind of grips my attention, where someone is kind of talking about what I like and some of my interests and stuff, and you can kind of just uh, sink, sit back and sink into that cool moment. So I'm hopefully by expanding these and making them more in depth and doing something that I can't really do on the YouTube channel, at least not in that same vein. Um, I'm hopefully going to give you uh, more of how I feel uh, about anime on a more in-depth level. But if you like the podcast, I just want you to do me a favor and just tell a friend. Tell one person 
let them know that Uncle Hokage has a podcast for them, that if they're bored, they want to listen to a podcast, they want to know about my obsession with One Piece, the beginning of One Piece, which I talked about to a crazy degree on the last episode. Um, if they love Hunter Hunter, uh, if they're just an anime head and maybe they're like a young anime person and they're just curious about what was it like to be an anime fan in the 90s and the 2000s? What's it like being an anime fan who's older? Or if you are an older fan and you're just like, yeah, this is how I feel too. Share the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, I think I'm going to just kind of jump into like one more little thing before before I stop just because... I don't know. I feel like I could do this all day. I love the fact that with a podcast app that exists, with Anchor, uh, I can just record on the go because time is precious and it doesn't exist. It's that weird kind of crazy thing. Time only exists because we give it meaning and there is no meaning to time. Um, It's really just what's precious is the things we want to do and um, so we, 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 we equate those things and those wants with the time itself but really the time is just the, 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 the imposing of those measurements so oh man I almost <laughs> I feel like I blanked <laughs> all in the moment everybody so yeah so I just want to say like um, uh a couple of a couple of things about what I think are going to be the classic anime in the future that people are going to be kind of streaming in these kind of weird random environments because it's not all going to be uh, awesome forever. Things are going to change. Things are going to shift. Maybe the anime is going to all of a sudden shift from being from Japan to being from Korea, and that's going to be the place because we all know that the manga from Korea. If that catches fire, they have some amazing style. They're like, well, we're going to use the anime style, but we're going to do it in color. Why haven't your stuff been in color? Boom. And they found a way that they can do it easily and mass produce it. And kind of does look better. And there are some really cool Korean man- manhwa in full color. And it kind of pops. What if things change? And then people are going to who are like 15 years old now in another like 10, 15 years, they're going to look back and be like, man, I really miss all those crazy uh, Shonen Jump days. I miss Dr. Stone. I really miss My Hero Academia. Oh man, I miss talking about Deku. There's people who are watching and re-watching seasons one and two of My Hero Academia right now. As we speak, the show is that good. And that's the only world they want to live in. They wish they went to UA. They wish, man, if only that was real and they had superpowers and there's a superpower high school and they had a superhero teacher like All Might and man. Like, that's what I felt like. I was almost like obsessive about a about a world that wasn't real and that's the beauty of it because it is real in your mind and in your heart and they're feeling the same thing that I felt back in the day and I feel like going forward that show 
and some others are going to be those bits of nostalgia that they're going to remember when they're 30 plus like your uncle Hokage, when they're working a day job like your uncle Hokage, when they're doing their own anime movie slash podcast slash interactive hologram like your uncle Hokage's podcast. That is their future. And um, some of the shows that they're going to be talking about, they're going to be talking about um, Attack on Titan the way that we talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion. They're going to be talking about... um, They're going to be talking about Promised Neverland in Bated Breath. They're going to, they're going to mention, um, uh, I'm, it's, it's so funny because like thinking of the titles, I can think of a lot of them until I try to think up a title that I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get, you guys get what I'm saying. Those shows and others are really going to set the standard for memories. They're going to look back and they're going to be like, man, I had so much fun back during that time. And I really want to recapture that emotion that I was feeling while I was um, doing whatever. While I was like playing outside with my friends, riding bikes, uh, playing Pokemon Go or whatever. We would all then go and we would, we would sit and we would watch My Hero Academia for hours and hours and we would laugh and then we would all just sit back and go power every time we did something cool so uh, this is for those guys who don't know they're going to be those guys in the future Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening thanks for tuning in Uh, I'm your uncle Hokage your otaku uncle like share subscribe love peace and hair grease (laughs) 